Is that is that we're gonna leave with that? Yeah, you happy with that? I'm I'm happy with that. It's done. I feel like we need a rule. Like (laughs) the rule needs to be if we're if we're recording and we're going, we can't eat the popcorn. But popcorn's delicious. Yeah, but what I'm saying (laughs) is, I think we need to. Okay, so no popcorn. I think well, Eric just ate some. That's what I'm saying. Are we gonna are we gonna keep eating the popcorn or are we gonna do the podcast? All right, let's 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 do the podcast. Let's do the podcast. Are you comfortable with me removing the popcorn? I mean, I'm sad about it, but I'll live. Yeah. Do you want another mouthful? All right, Eric. Do you want another mouthful? You want to? I'll take another mouthful too. We'll all take a we'll take a last mouthful of popcorn. Then we'll eat the popcorn. Then we'll start the podcast. Recording live. Just eating the popcorn. Eating the popcorn. Okay, sorry. People love hearing people eat. Yeah, that's right. the that's, that's what the, <laughs> the sexiest sound alive. Yeah. One of the things the they say in podcast school is don't masticate on air. <laughs> mm, mm. Very important. That's day Doesn't go stuff. down well with the listeners if they hear some audible mastication in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Immediate turn off. Nine out of ten ladies agree. Mastication. <laughs> Is not a good sound. And then there's just that one lady who loves a chew. <laughs> she loves a chew. <laughs> Fucking loves a chew. <laughs> Recording live, coming to you from Cox Towers, Melbourne City, Victoria. This is the Barry Bullock Hour, episode 43. We have Kieran Bullock. Hello. Eric Cox. Hello. And my man, Cal McDonald. G'day. <laughs> I do love that you were a completely separate character there. Thanks. Yeah, but I also like that you were the, your character's man. I was my, I was my you own, own high man. You were your own man. I was my own high man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good You're to like, be. There's the Bullock, average schlub. The Cox, yeah, uh, bit of an average schlub. Yeah. But my guy, my man, <laughs> is the is the C Mac What's attack? the rule of threes? You've got to hype the third yeah, person in the row. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess so. yeah. I, I didn't mean to cut throw shade on. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. My man. My man. <laughs> Who is this guy? It is right. yeah, it is uh, it is episode forty three. Um, Callum is back from the Tasmanian bush. We have him from his self enforced self enforced exile. <laughs> and in some respects it's a little bit of a back to basics. Mm. Um, we've got three of us in the room around a microphone mm. drinking beers Hooray. for the first time in almost a year. Cheers, gentlemen. Not only cheers, yeah. not only is a uh, is a little bit of a return to form in that respect, but we're also at Cox Towers, the apartment of mm. Eric Cox here in Richmond, Melbourne. This is which up. is the which is where we restarted the podcast. Yeah, um, so we sort of it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a new cycle. And after the Christmas debacle of two episodes to go, where we couldn't get ourselves a delicious Christmas box, we have come to this podcast recording armed with a box of delicious beers. Yeah, we have. So in many, many definitions of of the word, we are celebrating a return to form, a return to being back together and drinking lots of crazy beers. Um, I managed to, so the, uh, it is, uh, it is. Should we we unpack the beers, gentlemen? Because oh. we've been waiting to unpack the beers. Oh, I see. We're doing it that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we couldn't. We're, oh, we're gonna. We're not gonna do the thing where we pretend to do the thing. No, I think we'll just. We'll just, we'll just admit that we've already been drinking the beers. We've already been yeah, drinking the beers. So yeah, they, yeah. Pre- they can probably tell because we all sound a bit boozed anyway. <laughs> we did just lose our fucking mind at a bowl of popcorn. <laughs> You know, you'd think we'd been smoking the doobies, <laughs> given how excited we, we got about the popcorn. Excited. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. just to let everyone at home know, we have not been smoking the doobies. Don't, yeah, that's, don't. that's not something we do on air, or even really at all. <laughs> uh, 
And just in case ASU are listening, which we always assume they are, good to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How um, are you, Rob? How's the wife? Yeah. So it is January. January is a season for many things. It is a season for controversial national holidays. Um, and um, mm. as part of the controversial season of national holidays, there are various hottest 100 countdowns. There is, of course, the very long-standing, famous uh, musical countdown, the Triple J Hottest 100, which has spawned countdowns of many, many things, including craft beer, Australian craft beer and New Zealand craft beer. Um, the Gavs, which is the Great Australian Beer Spectacular. Spe- Tapula. Oh, Tapula, sorry. Yeah. Oh. Tapula, get a nice bit of popping there. They orchestrate an uh, online vote for the top 100 Australian craft beers. And um, at the end of that, when they, so they announced that on Australia Day, on January 26th, and then they release a mixed box of 24 of some of the top 100. So mm. we've, uh, we're, we're having a little bit of a cabinet session, which means we've got the box, we've had our draft, we've, uh, we've made our choices. I'm drinking the number one beer. I chose first... I went straight to the number one, which is the uh, Crankshaft Cranking IPA from Bent Spoke Brewing Company in Canberra. A lot of fucking crap comes out of Canberra. Boy, Canberra's an awful place. (laughs) But hey, what an absolute bright spot in Canberra is Bent Spoke. Um, Yeah, so this is just a classic straight-up-the-guts IPA. I believe it's the first time that they finished uh, number one. Um, And it's an absolutely cracking brew. Yum. Uh, Eric, what are you going to do? Yeah, let's go around the circle. This is the old favorite Dayton Brewery. This is their Blood Orange. Gotta love Dayton. E I P A. New England I P A. Straight out of the can, and it's it's, it's a hazy boy. Spot. Yeah, and in preparation for the podcast here, I've already cranked through my first <laughs> pick, which was the uh, Clementine West Sour uh, from, <laughs> uh, uh, from Capital. Uh, no, Colonial. Colonial, Colonial Brewing. Brewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've 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 already hooned through uh, probably my most controversial pick, which was mm. the Larry Pale beer by <laughs> Your Mates Brewing. Where where um, is where are they from? They're from Queensland. Ah uh, yes, no wonder we didn't recognise them on the Sunshine Coast, ah. your favourite place, Karen. Eric was very sus on this beer because it it opens on the can with big bold uppercase lettering hashtag Larry can mm. which Eric thought was a bit of a a bit of a Push signifier that maybe this wasn't the world's greatest beer and mm. perhaps it was more style over substance mm. which may look I'm I'm prepared to, I'm prepared to say it having now finished the whole of the Larry can you're probably right, Eric. It's a hip I think can. It's a hip can with mm. a pretty fucking average beer in it. Mm. I mean, what you've got to remember is that the Hop 100, both in music and in beer, is simply it's a pu- public vote. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, there yeah. are it's there are stuff. people who might rally around a certain beer. That's I didn't fair. mind it. I didn't hate yeah. it. It didn't cause me to sort of want to brush my teeth like a certain Geelong bitter, for example. <laughs> but um, it was it was it was it was kind of boring. It had an interesting mm. it had an interesting pineapple sort of Sent. Kieran described Kieran described the afternotes there as as KFC esque. Yeah, sort of certain umame. There was a there was a, 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 a an oily savory note, which mm. of course I always uh, align with the mighty Colonel. But I've now moved on to my number one pick, yep. which I felt was probably appropriate to mm. start the podcast. You did. You let you you thought you'd have a lead in beer. Yeah. Whereas I just went straight for the good stuff. I have gone with the Feral Brewing East Coast IPA Big Juice. Biggie Juice, yeah, how's that? How's it's that delicious. Yeah. I'm really, really enjoying. I'd say it. that was one. That's one of the earlier. That's one of the sort of earliest East Coast IPAs. Mm. Feral were very much like that's. I'd say that beer would be at least five years old, ahead of, the, ahead of the curve. I'd say by a good year or two. I have not. I have not had this particular brew before, and it's yeah, it's yum. 
Well, there we go. That that's the intro. It's a return to form. It's a return to Cox Towers, um, <laughs> where um, something like eighteen episodes episodes ago, we welcomed Derek the Cox to the podcast. Yay. And, uh, yeah, what what, a what an absolute! I mean, what a year we've had in the lead up. You know, we've had a lot of double troubles. What are they called? <laughs> yeah, dirty yeah, doubles. Dirty um, doubles. Uh, 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 gruesome uh, gruesome twosomes. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing a lot of zooming, but it's just it is just bloody good to be. Back really together, nice. drinking beers on a lovely, lovely Melbourne afternoon here. What are we, Sunday? Are we Sunday? Exactly. I have lost. I mean, it I have, a Sunday, yeah. I'm not working, so Sunday, I don't know what day Sunday. it is most of the time. Yeah. I'd argue a fun day, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> no, it's Sunday, fun day question mark? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's great, to, great to have you back here at Cox Towers, and I appreciate you bringing me on. And I don't know, I, I, I felt like under uh, that, that Americans are underrepresented in media, so I... I, I, I <laughs> I appreciate you taking the, taking yeah, the yeah. positive step of bringing me in, and I think it'll encourage my friends back in the states that yeah, we too yeah. can be in major Hollywood films. Challenge the Australia New Zealand hegemony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Say hegemony, Eric. That is the most beautiful American pronunciation I've ever heard in my life. Wow. Hegemony. So we talk about being kind of a return to form, or you know, a bit of a sort of a, a coming full circle podcast if you will an episode of this podcast um, there is one other element which I think is also full circle mm-hmm. um, we're our threesome today uh, we are missing the big dog mm-hmm. and we're missing the big dog for good reason now if you cast your minds back to episode mm-hmm. 26 of the Barry Bullock Hour which was recorded here which was kind of our first episode back right. after a year of, of not doing a hell of a lot and Big Dog was kind enough to regale us of tales of the birth of his child. Mm. Now, the reason that he is not here today is because uh, he is preparing for the imminent arrival of baby number two, a little pup number two. So I thought maybe it might be worse. Should we just give him a call? Yes. Give him a See if we can get some, just a quick Big Dog baby update. Baby update. Mm. So let's, let's pump him in here. I haven't told him we're calling, so there's a good chance this will go straight to the voicemail. But um, so while quiet. we're waiting for this to boot up, Tom and Jill have actually had their second child, and its working title is still Cheers. Gator. Cheers still doesn't have a name. Mr. Gator. Okay. Big K. Hey, hey. Big Dog. How you doing? <laughs> I'm currently negotiating a authentic way with Ryan. At the moment, and um, I am not not faring so well on the negotiation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is the little the little man bringing the heat to the negotiation table? Yeah, he's bringing the sand to people's space. So um, that's you know just a typical kind of boys will be boys in the sandpit. But uh, how are you, gentlemen? Well, we're good. We should we should let you know that we are recording. So this this is going to tape. Um, so we're doing well. We we noted that um. That we are at Eric's house recording, which is where we recorded the first... Remember how we did the first episode back, episode 26? And you you regaled us with some tales from the maternity ward. And we thought it was appropriate, given that you are potentially not far from the maternity ward once again. So, just for everyone listening at home, what is the up? What is the big dog baby bulletin? How are we okay, looking well, on number let me, two? Let me tell you the story, okay? So... <laughs> If you, if you ever want to know what, what a doctor's opinion is actually worth, well, let me give you the story. So, as you, all, as you guys know, we all had Christmas and New Year's had just been and gone. And when we got back from 
being away, we had an appointment scheduled and we still had six weeks left to go before the baby was due. We got to the appointment for Sarah and she was told by the doctor, this baby can't wait. This baby is coming any day. You need to be ready to go. <laughs> In our naivety, we thought we had plenty of time up our sleeve for when we got back to set things up, you know, set up the room properly and the cocks and all that sort of thing. Pick up your cigars from, yeah, from, from, much, from your mate that much. deals the Cubans. Long story short, we didn't have our shit together. So, um, <laughs> so we were like, okay, so I was stressing out trying to get everything ready for about a week. You know, we had all the stuff. We were organised in terms of like we had the stuff because we'd been through it before, but we just hadn't set it up. You know what I mean? And some of the stuff you find out doesn't work anymore or for whatever reason can't use. But that, that all turned out okay. We got everything done. Then she had another appointment. Sarah had another appointment like a week later with another doctor. And the other doctor said, oh, don't worry, everything's fine. This baby's going to wait until the full, full term. It's important, now, it's important to get a second opinion. <laughs> now, well, that's the thing. You've got two opinions. One doctor's saying it's coming early. The other doctor's saying, well, no, it'll probably come on top. One of them is right. We just don't know which one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I called you maybe a week or two ago and you said that there was a there was a good chance that come this recording session you'd be back at the maternity ward. I take it that's not the case. No, well I think after you called, I think we got a second opinion. And the second opinion was vastly different. Like exactly polar opposite of the first opinion. Was the second opinion something along the lines of like, what date are you supposed to be due? Oh, the the twenty fourth yeah. of February. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. In my professional opinion, that's that looks about right. Yeah. And these two doctors kind of work together, so one of them <laughs> needs to talk to the other a bit better. Maybe they've got yeah. a maybe they've got a sweepstake. Maybe they like bet. <laughs> maybe they've got a constant ongoing baby bet situation happening. Well, it definitely makes you think that if you're going to take a doctor to the races, say to a betting thing, they're just going to put. A bet on a place. You know what I mean? They're, <laughs> they're not betting on the nose. No, no, they're not. They're not going to put themselves out on limb. So, so if all anyhow. if all goes to schedule, big dog, what when are we uh, when are we expecting uh, pup number two well, into the world? The like it's we have another appointment next Thursday. Well, now is that with a third doctor, or are you going back to one of the previous <laughs> no, two doctors? I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to turn up, and whoever serves yeah. you serves you. Triangle, like a McDonald's. Look, I can't tell you much about your baby, but your, your spine's in immaculate neck. Yeah, now, the, re- the reason your back's sore, love, is because is you're having a baby. <laughs> you know, you got a lot of you got a lot of weight. Your centre of gravity's out of whack. I'd get rid of that thing. I'd have the baby and then come back to me and I'll see what when, I can do when, about your back. When's it going to happen? I don't know, love. I'm a bloody chiropractor. <laughs> when's, your, when, when's your due date? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Can I also ask Big Dog, and this is maybe a sensitive question, so you can feel free to not answer it, but who made the ultimate call on Ryan? Was that a was that a Sarah number one pick or was that a Big Dog Barry number one pick? It's like a collaboration to use an arty word, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's right. You keep throwing names around until both people don't sort of seem to go, and if you get 
going, oh, okay, that's, that's all right. That's generally a sign that you should put that name down on the list. That's, that's what we did. Yeah, but you've got a list, but then you've got to make an ultimate call on, like, the name, right? Well, that, well that's, that's, that's a discussion, and that's just having a discussion, and you both go kind of like, oh, what do you think of this name? What do you think of that name? And it changes. It changes through the months leading up to it, you know what I mean? In terms of, like, you try names on the size or whatever you want to try say. Try names on. Well, you do. You bring it up in conversation, and then you match it up with the potential middle name, the last name. I mean, you don't want to have a kind of... Um, Mexican what's, standoff? You no, know, what's the... What, you meet the parents, the, the fucker. What's, what's the lady's name? Martha Fucker, or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, you've you got to work it you gotta, you gotta work it out. you got to sound it out, make sure there's nothing... You can't have a huge... Hugh yeah. Cox, right? Yeah. You can't have a yeah. Hugh J Cox. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly right. Or you can't have, you can't have like if your last name is like King, you don't really want to go down the name Wayne for a first. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's a minefield you know I mean? out there. <laughs> Are there any trip ups with either of your names, Big Dog? I mean, the one thing we're worried about now, or that we we thought about, is to to make the next name if it's a girl or a boy, not to sort of sound similar to Ryan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you if it was a boy, you wouldn't name it Brian, for example. <laughs> yeah. This, you know? And it's something um, something to put past you here. I went to school with a, oh my goodness, a, a, a pair of siblings. There was a guy in my year of school named Bear. I think Ooh. I know where you're going with it, And his Cogger. younger yeah. brother was Hunter. Would you, have a, would you have a child named Bear oh. and a child named Hunter? That's just setting up the younger sibling to terrorize their old well, Exactly. Well, and, and while we got you on the call here, and Nick Barry, I like this. How do you feel about rhyming names? Because to, to me, like a Harry Berry would turn me off. But, <laughs> but Mary Berry is a, a lovable, famous person that I think is beloved globally. Mary, Mary, Mary Berry. Berry. Yeah. Mary, who's, Mary, who's Berry? Mary Berry. She's a, she's a British chef. No, 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 it's too rhyming. It's not going to work. Too rhyming, um, yeah. But, yeah, well, it's actually, it's interesting you bring that up, Eric, because some people we know, through all that I know through Sarah, through, um, Sarah has family down uh, actually, in Yakadanda, not far from where Calzone man is, they live down the road from Sarah's family down there. And there's four brothers, and they are Declan, Pearson, Sheldon, and Reardon or something. I forget those. Like, but they're all they're all the same. You they're know all dogs. Yeah, I mean, you can't call the fourth one Steve, can you? <laughs> like, once you've called one Pearson and Sheldon and Kingdom and, and Ding Dong, you can't yeah. then call the fourth one Steve. Yeah, no, you've got to keep the pattern at that point. Have you thought about calling the kid Adams? Because then you'd have Ryan and Adams. Oh. Bit of Ryan Adams for you. Yeah. True. Well, we do know. Probably, well, not, not everybody knows who that is. I mean, if the first kid's name was Brian, he is more famous than Ryan Adams, but you know, yeah, you didn't call yeah. your first kid Brian, so you know you've left him with no option. <laughs> no, you could no, have uh, what's what's the other famous Ryan's? Other famous Ryan's? Anybody? You could call your yeah Reynolds. 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 Yeah. Oh, Reynolds is a strong yeah. name. Good for a boy or a girl. True. True. Um, who else? There's not that many famous Ryan's. Yeah, are you writing these down? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but the two that we've come up with. He's too busy trying to stop his kid from destroying people with sand, apparently. Yeah. Well, they've all run away. I don't know if 
they've run away because of me on the phone. <laughs> well, in that case, Big Dog, we should probably let you go because you may, you may be. Uh, it sounds like you're in charge of children and you're you're busy taking our calls. So yeah, yeah. Who let that happen? Well, you'll be pleased to know this is all now recorded for posterity. So if you do get in trouble, it will be that you yeah. Know, so we got a, we got a nice legal to. record of it in case we uh, need to play it back. This is yeah. Nice. All right, big dog. Good to hear from you. Bye. Bye. So here's here's the thing. So. I've bought this box, right? This beer box. The beer box. And you said to me, Cal, early, you said, how much do I owe you? And I said, well, the box is 100 So if we're splitting it three ways, that's $33.33, if you want to be specific. Mm-hmm. There is another option. Dear oh. listeners. Hey, hey, hey. Dear listeners, um, Cal and I, over the, uh, the sort of early part of summer, engaged in what some might describe as a bit of a scam or a hustle. And Hungry Jacks, the uh, the Australian fast food chain, the the Australian branch of the Burger King International Burger chain, oh, 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 oh. were having a uh, were having a special promotion over the summer, as they often do, where you buy a large combo deal: burger, fries, drink, mm-hmm. and they give you a souvenir glass, right? Mm. And the particular style of souvenir glass that this particular campaign was running over the summer was um, sort of striped coloured glasses with Hungry Jacks on them. There's a Hungry Jacks near my house. It's five minutes walk away. I go to it far too often. But I managed to end up with a couple of these glasses. I think I had three glasses at this point. It's not that bad. Now I was under the I was under the misunderstanding that they just gave you a random coloured glass. Mm. And what annoyed me was that they were saying collect the set. As if like there was some sort of like limit this is limited edition bullshit, collect the set. And I was surprised to find that the three times I went to Hungry Jacks, I ended up with three different colours. And so then we went to play golf at Albert Park. Cal picked me up in his car. He's like, I'm really hungry. I wouldn't mind maybe just popping into the Jacks on the way through. I was like, that's absolutely fine. And we started talking about the glasses. And I said, wouldn't it be funny if you got a different colour to the three colours that I've got? And as it turns out, he did get a different colour. And so then we realised that we were one colour away from a full set <laughs> from the full house and so I thought I wonder if the full set so a, a standard large meal at Hungry Jack's is about 12 to $15 generally speaking and you get a glass and so then somehow we end up getting the fifth glass and we sort of thought I wonder if these glasses are worth anything so I jumped on eBay and found that people were selling the glasses <laughs> for an absolute packet and we <laughs> had a full set yeah we did so we went online, and I put our full set on eBay, and sold them for a sum total profit of a hundred dollars. Woo! <laughs> now my proposition to you is: Do we just take that hundred dollars and make it pay for this, these delicious beers that we're drinking right now? And then that's the end of the scam. That's the end of the hustle. We hustled our way into Hungry Jack's glasses. We sold them. We made our money. We bought it a beer. I feel like gambling is about to come into this now. Karen. Well, the other option is: Have you heard of the? Have you heard of the lady who traded a paperclip for a house? I have heard of that. I have heard of that. Now I should have done my research. I haven't, so I'm just going to freestyle that off the top of my head. But it was the uh, there was a lady I think in America who came up with the idea of like making incremental trades of items. So she started with a ah. singular paperclip. She traded that for I don't know, like uh, half a pencil. She mm. traded the half a pencil for, you know, half an eraser. And, you know, and she made these incrementally 
Uh, so finding a trade where I both feel like parties are satisfied. I've also read this story, and I feel like you're making the trade sound very boring. But they were actually quite like she traded at one point. I think she traded for like twenty kilos of live of, of freshly caught fish or something. Yeah, but ridiculous. that's way like, further down. It's the further track. down the track. I'm yeah. talking about these incremental trades. Right. Right. The story being that at the end of the experiment, she ended up with a house. Mm. So with each trade. You know, bigger she and was better. bigger mm. and better incrementally so. So mm. she ended up trading a paperclip for a house. That's the story, that's the social experiment. So my counter offer to you is we can take our hundred dollars of dodgily sore Hungry Jack's glass money. <laughs> we can take the hundred dollars, we can pay for these beers, and that can be the end of the story. That can be the end of the road. You take the blue pill, we take our money, we drink our beers, we go home. I forget which colour the pill is. The other option is I thought it could be kind of fun to see what can we turn that hundred dollars into could we turn that hundred dollars into a million dollars so i thought i'd just throw that out as a talking point if you were keen maybe we could try and parlay our score into yeah. a bigger score now i don't know what the options are you're right gambling's an option we Gambling, could just yeah. go to the cast <laughs> We could bet on some football matches. We could put some cryptocurrency. We could fucking get on the Bitcoin train. We probably wouldn't get on the Bitcoin train with a hundred bucks. Probably not yeah. now. I mean, you can get on it, but just you get, a, you get a very small part small of the small train. Small. Yeah, you'd get a half a wheel. <laughs> um, you know, we could uh, we An could axle. buy a stock. You know, like we. You know, I, I love it. I'm, I'm throwing it out there. If you want to take our hundred dollars and see what we can do with it, I want um, to know what Eric thinks because okay. I feel like Eric well, will have a bizarre and and wonderful view on this. I'm intrigued by this hundred dollars you have, and I love the story. And I'll, I'll say I'll, I I would I would trade you one hundred and one dollars for the for it. Uh, it's it's just I'd love to be a part of it. You'd like to be. We're already up. You'd like to be the first trade. Yeah. Uh, Why well, you just give me a dollar and we'll count that as a oh, trade. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> have you got a dollar on you, Eric? Um, uh, 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 no, not on me. No. That's okay. okay. No. Well, well, we'll put that in as maybe the. That's in writing now, though, or, or yeah. you know, but it's you recorded. Know, what do you, what do you feel? We, you know, we could make it a bearable look. Our ongoing social I experiment. How much it. money could we turn a hundred dollars into mm. with a concerted, deliberate effort to Which make money? Only ever stuff. make money. One of the things there, yeah, is if gambling, you've got to be doing like the free bet gambling or something because. Do you have a stipulation where you can't lose the money? You've got to be... I think any time gambling's involved, you've got to accept the fact you might lose the you money. You might lose all the yeah. money. I okay. think that's the, uh, the, the game. You know, if you want to make a big score quickly, you've got to be prepared I mean, to lose we're not, the money. But if, if, how, we, if we want incremental increases... You, if, if we're, 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 we're going to we, make a million dollars, we're going to need very... If we want paperclip to house, you know, we might have to be more sensible about it. That but depends on you. Really up to you. I'm it's throwing a, it out there. I think that part of that was the, uh, the well, the overvalued nature of the paperclip market in the United States of America and the undervalued nature of <laughs> the housing exactly, market yeah. housing in the United is States of America. Housing is a dime a dozen there. We got so much Detroit, you can go still buy a house you can buy a for $12,000 for a paperclip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, in parts of Italy, they're giving away houses. And we could, we could use $100 to buy a house in Italy. Um... Maybe not for the hundred dollars, but I'm just saying. Like, I think you'd have you know, to go live in it. <laughs> yeah, there'd be there's some stipulations there. But, also, you, know, you probably don't want to go to Europe at this point. No, not unless you want to to live there and die there. Mm. Um, but uh, I'm just throwing it out there. If I like you want to, if you want to try mm. some scams, not actual scams, ASIO, but um, <laughs> you know, are are you keen to try and turn our hundred dollars into a big score, or are we just going to pay for these beers and that's it? 
I, I love both ideas. I, li- I think we should grow it. I think we should you grow it. You want to grow it? Yeah. I've heard about these multicolored glasses that really have struck me. They seem like... I think it's a wise investment. <laughs> uh, I, I forget. I, I forget what. Get, go on eBay, Eric. You'll find a ton of them available. Ah, okay. Yeah, so, so look, I'm in. What should our first move be? Should we buy some cryptocurrency? Betting on 2024 or, Republican presidential nominee. Well, we're not going to have an awful lot. To, we're not going to have an awful lot to um to, to talk about for four years then, Eric. No, that's exactly it. We need a little quicker turnaround. I think we need some, a little turn. I think I think we need some. Yeah. We'll have, a, we'll have a planning and strategy meeting. We'll work out a plan. We'll work out a plan. Well, I've got an, I've got an offering for you. And this ties in with, our, with something I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Just to get the ship back on an even keel now that I am here and not in the Tasmanian wilderness. Mm-hmm. Yep. A David Mitchell, uh, a David Mitchell, an opportunity to score a point. Sure. We haven't scored points for a long time. We haven't scored points for a long time. Uh couldn't even, couldn't even tell you what the standings are. Would you like to offer me... I also can't because I didn't check it before the podcast. Sorry, no. guys. Um, but would you like to tell me your tip for the very, very uh, unawaited uh, Super Bowl yeah, what a 52? Dire, what a dire fucking Super Bowl that's going to be. Who do you think's going to win? Oh, uh, Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, Chiefs? will win. Chiefs. Yeah. 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 I think so. I hate to line up behind them, but yeah. You reckon the Chiefs have got it? Yeah, I think so too. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hop on the Brady train. Oh, just no. to be contrary. I'm gonna yeah, hop yeah. on the Brady train. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's Tam- fair enough. Tampa Bay's got a lot going on. I, I mean, know, underdogs. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Young fella, just trying to make a name for himself. Yeah, exactly. Playing just trying to home. make it's good playing at home. The first Super Bowl team to play at home, which is a ever. Favorite. Yeah, ever. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah small team, you know. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I've got, I've got, I've got. I hear good things about this Brady guy uh, as well. He's yeah, um, just there's a rumbling. Respect <laughs> the guy, but oh boy, I'm sick of him. One angle on the Super Bowl that I've always loved, and and we, we've we've got some NFL followers here. Yes, so I don't right. know if this is before your time, but are you familiar with the old Tampa Bay Buccaneers logo? Yes, I am. Well, can you think of any other logo in the world where? Uh, a pretty handsome guy is, is is winking at you. Do you do you miss the winking sports logo, the Tampa Bay Buccaneer? <laughs> do I do I actively miss it? Uh, 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 a sexy a, pirate, as much as I can. Well, call he's got him. a very he's got a very sharp looking knife in his mouth. That concerns me. I worry about knife the in his teeth. Mm. He's, he's a winking buccaneer. at you. He's a big feather. Yeah, I don't know. He reminds of me of tension. He reminds me of the <laughs> logo of pirate beer. Oh yeah, uh, right, uh, right. The now defunct, uh, one of the worst beers we've ever tried, Pirate Beer. Yeah, Truly not to be confused with Pirate Life, who make good beer. Yeah, but they did get bought out, uh, which that, was their intention. They that's were why I said good and not great. Um, so Eric, uh-huh. Eric, you've chosen. You've gone for. Uh, I went you? for the. I went for the Chiefs. I'm, you went I'm for the on, Chiefs. Uh, what, team what, Mahomes. Uh, why are you? Why are you saying? Why are you saying Mahomes? What? What, what well, do you see that direction? There, there is. I don't know. There's a there's a bit of a, a feeling with Minnesotans where I I come from back in the U S. Now we don't really have a lot going for us, so we'll we'll take any steps necessary to tie <laughs> tie things back to Minnesota. And sure enough, uh, Patrick Mahomes' father played for the Minnesota Twins, no and I'm way. currently. Uh, passing around the studio a photo <laughs> of Patrick Mahomes Senior 
in his Minnesota Twins baseball jersey holding an adorable little tiny Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, all context removed, if you looked at that guy, would you say he's going to win a Super Bowl? That little kid right there? Uh, he's got a no, look about him. Probably not. Yeah. Look, he. he yeah. You can see it in the eyes, though. He, yeah. You can see the. Uh, There's a determination. You can see it in the resemblance. Um, the Twins, of course, being your favorite sporting team, are they not? They're... In terms of hours devoted to them and time yeah. spent in the stands, yeah, the Minnesota Twins in the Major League Baseball League uh, uh, would probably be my top team. And in the, oh boy, in the background, yeah. in the background of this photo, the beautiful Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. Hubert Humphrey Farrell. Down in downtown <laughs> wow. Minneapolis, a fascinating air-supported dome stadium in oh, Minneapolis. Yeah. And over the course of the years, collapsed under two separate snowstorms. Enough snow fell in Minnesota that this air-supported dome collapsed under the weight. And uh, yes, I watched a um, I watched a YouTube video about the football stadium in Minneapolis collapsing. That's the one. Yeah, why exactly. do they make what? Why do they make their roofs out of air when you have snowstorms like that seems like an insane thing to do well, it's, it's kind of hard to describe to the, to our audience who are probably presumably mostly uh, Australasian based but in some of the some of the covered stands in America the stadiums in the olden days like sort of 20-30 years ago were sort of covered with like giant blimp tops I don't exactly know how right. you describe yeah. them it's and then they when they when they get heavy snows on them they collapse that's exactly isn't it an insulation factor though isn't it doesn't it make it I feel like it would be it would have been at the time a cheap and efficient way to enclose an open stadium right exactly I don't think you design a stadium with a fucking blimp top well, that, that was it. This was this was a design stadium. It wasn't an existing one that was then roofed over. It was it was built up that way. And I think you're exactly right. Yeah, the expense of building roof supports and things like that. Yeah, it's it was a striking thing, and it it worked for ninety nine point nine percent of the time, and just two times within its forty or fifty year history did it collapse. But one of my yeah, but Eric, Eric, I'm, I hate, I'm not an architect. <laughs> Neither is Big Dog. But my understand, <laughs> my gross. basic understanding of the efficiency rate of a roof mm. is that it should be 100%. Wow. <laughs> if a roof is not working 100% of the time, I would say, controversially, it's a failure as a roof. Us Minnesotans are just a little bit more laid back. Like, if, if the roof takes just, a day if, off, if that's the fine. Roof, <laughs> if the roof collapses and sends, you know, thousands of tons of snow onto your carefully manicured football field, well, we'll just be fine with it. I watched, like, a YouTube a documentary produced by the NFL about, the, uh, about when the uh, Superdome collapsed was it like 20 years ago, something like that? It was like a 20-year anniversary? Right, right? Where yeah. the Minnesota Vikings, who are not your team, despite being a Minnesota no, man, uh, the Vikings played, and I watched a documentary where the roof collapsed, and I thought, it, I just watched it going, it's just one of those insane things that you like, you know, world events. Sometimes you see something in the world, and you're like, that's kind of insane. And like, even though I was watching something that had already happened 20 years ago, I kind of watched this roof collapsing on a football field in the middle of fucking in the top of America in winter. I thought it's insane 
that they're using glad wrap to insulate yeah, the roof of their yeah. fucking football field and then are surprised that it didn't hold. Yeah, the... And you're saying that the baseball stadium roof collapsed twice. Yeah, well, it's the same Jeez. stadium, actually. I'll say that, so... The... Yeah, but... <laughs> That makes it even worse, Eric, because it means they didn't learn their lesson. They're like, yeah, yeah. We'll just get the gaffer tape out. We'll still stick it back together. We'll pump the air back into it, and away we go. Oh, like, well, you've got the fundamentals there, because it was essentially <laughs> it was essentially a tarp roof, and, and, and it's worth a Google. It it, it was a fabric roof. Uh, a, a roof collapse sounds like a vi- very violent event, but essentially it was like like a tarp bubble that just kind of came down. Yeah. And uh, the snow busted through, and you say, well, pump it back up, and you're you're not far off there because one of my formative memories as a Minnesotan sports fan is coming into and out of the Metrodome. As you step out as a baseball game, it's like somebody's fucking shoving you out the door <laughs> because the air pressure built up inside pushing really? on a 10-year-old kid going because everything was revolving doors because you can't have an opening door in a bubble because it'll just, if somebody props it open, the air will rush out. So everything was revolving doors. You step through it, and even in well, the revolving door, you got a big push of air coming out of the Metrodome. Wow. And Metrodome's the football stadium. Metrodome what is the football stadium and uh, the baseball stadium at the time. Um, well, they're the same stadium. They're the same stadium. Oh, and okay. the Minnesota Timberwolves played a couple games there, too. An interesting angle there. It was, it was all air pressure, actually. Yeah. And they would say, in Minnesota Twins baseball... When the opposing team was up to bat, they would turn on the air pressure fans in the outfield to blow opposing <laughs> opposing hits back into the field of play, oh, with the with the idea that the taking a couple feet off of a home run makes it a routine out for an outfielder. Did and anyone, so, Eric? Did anyone do a scientific study of that? Because I really hope the an- <laughs> I really hope the answer to that is yes. <laughs> now, I I can't say I've read all the peer reviewed journals on on uh, air supported stadiums. Uh, so right now, that's just that's just. Uh, kind of apocryphal that oh, sounds batshit insane but I, when you think about it a, a home run hit in the MLB could be uh, uh, 300 feet if you took one foot off of that it's it's something that somebody could pick off over the top of the fence and so that was a big and probably thing would actually because yeah. they're good catches in the yeah, MLB they, exactly. they, yeah when you got a glove it's fucking easy to catch a fucking ball <laughs> and we tag back to one of Kieran's oh, favorite bones which is Catching with the baseball man. I just think baseball's boring, but that you could just make it so much more exciting by getting rid of the gloves. The ball's up in the air. Are they going to catch it? That's that's the only change I would make. It's 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 fair. Knowing cricket now, being down here and feeling a cricket ball in my hand, the routine pop flies out to the out to the uh, the outfield in the MLB. Those guys could catch it with their hands. And there'd be the the tension of are they going to catch it or are they going to drop it. Mm -hmm. Because in cricket, there's always that tension. When mm. the ball goes up, it's like, okay, they got to run to it, they got to set themselves, the crowd goes, here we go. In baseball, you're like, oh. Here you go, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you've just That's got true, 10 seconds of your life to wait while the guy goes, <laughs> yeah. sticks his giant leather mitt up and just sucks it in. It's like, it's one of those interesting, it's one of those interesting intersections between things being more fun to do as a sport than they are to watch as a sport. Because... Catching a catching a baseball with a baseball mitt super fun, mm. really enjoyable. Like it's having a, a baseball mitt and yeah. throwing a baseball and catching it in the mitt. No, really I th- fun. I I think the I think the pitcher and the the guys on the bases should have a mitt 
Yeah. Because the ball is super hard. But I think the guys I in the outfield should, should be barehanded. Mm. Those that have to catch the high balls. Yeah. Mm. You've know? already lost the heat on the downward. Because mm. they throw their, they throw the ball really hard. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be on base trying to catch a ball. They would, you'd break your hands. But I think catching a ball, now you're in the game. Yeah. Nice. There's something there. There's something to be said. If you're listening, MLB executives, you're welcome. You're welcome. Bud, Bud Send the check uh, to the Barry Bullock Hour, care of Cox Towers, yeah. forward slash Cremorn, 3121. Is that the Cremorn? 3121. Hey, there we go. Hey. Good guess from me, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Um, on the on the subject of good ideas, here we go. I have a I have a little like a little little spatularette to Sh- hand out. Spatularette. Yeah. yeah what is that a, like? Just a little, a little spatula, like a little like cookie a, batter. Well, well, I'm just not sure whether this is under as underappreciated as I think it is. But um, sure. we've got a new park, like a new municipal park, just there on the road from us. It's just been opened up. They bought Moreland City Council bought the land from a whole bunch of landowners. Which they get from when when people when when developers build, for instance, high rise apartments. Yep. They pay a levy to the council to be able to include to buy green space, right? Mm-hmm. To buy land and, and 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 build future parks. So with this money, Moreland has bought two has built two new parks, which they've bought old industrial land for, um, and one of them is just around down the road from our place, and it has one of those giant swings on it you know the swings, swings that have the big cup oh, so rather than having yeah, like a little yeah. rather than having like a little dinky kind of rubber kind of a strap yeah you have a giant woven sort of macrame basket that you yeah, can see it's in. like a tire swing like a, sort of into like a tire swing but like yeah. twice as big they're yeah. huge and they're really satisfying yeah. I don't know. When was the last? Have you have you sat in one of those before? I, I have seen them. Yeah. I sat on a regular swing about a week ago. Had a bit of a swing. Yeah. And that's the end of that story. <laughs> no, I went for a walk. Uh, it was one of those days where I'd spend all day inside, and it was about midnight. I was like, oh, I gotta go for a wander. So yeah, there's, there's some swings near my house. I had a bit of a swing. It's great. I have a swing at midnight. Yeah. But I haven't had a giant swing. The really nice thing about the giant swing is you can you can sort of get all up in there with all your business as as an adult, which is really nice. Um, <laughs> they're, they're very inclusive. They're very stable and, and predictable for small children, which yeah. is nice. They're really comfortable. I actually lay in one with with Ernest when I took the little dog out oh, for a walk. Um, I did it. And uh, <laughs> and I had Ernest on my belly. And I was in the swing, so it was me and Ernest on the swing, and it was great. It was a lovely time looking up at the looking up at the moon. I love an adult Ooh, swing, so I'll second that. Great, yeah, great well, times. There's you get you get a lot of trouble with parks these days. The bar for the swing set is like two and a half meters high, and so you're it's like <laughs> you're going back and forth. I don't know. My elementary school growing up, I feel like our swing set was three or four meters high. So you could get yeah. a huge, huge swing. Slow, proper back and forth that me as an adult male can still enjoy. So I will I will upgrade that from a spatula to mm. a full blown Spash. spatula. Thanks. Oh, well the, Thanks biggest, the biggest uh, swing set you can build me, I will be first in line. Netflix, as a Netflix special, have remade. Full House with all the original actors I and it's called that. Fuller House. I didn't know that. Why, why does that get your goat? It's really bad. 
I mean, of course it's, it's bad. It's, it's really the bad. It's bad. Re- <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, you let things get away. Bad, yeah. you, you, you really you let things slide when they're thirty five years time, old or yeah. so. It, but there's a there's a, a nostalgia in remakes that, that you know that was always going to be ripe for the plucking. Yeah, I mean they remade Magnum PI, one of my favorite shows. It's supposed to be appalling. Have you watched any of it? Nope. And you refuse to? <laughs> they made Higgins a woman. The tension between Magnum and Higgins as the landowner and the property manager in the original, they've made they've gone from making him like a stout British fat controller esque character with a mustache to a like a sexy woman. So now there's like sexual tension. Does she have any hints of Ringo Starr? Magnum her? and Higgins should not have sexual tension. I'm sorry. Unacceptable. Oh, there needs to be more women. I get that. If you want to make a show with more women in it, don't remake a show that was all men. Just Probably don't true. do it. It's fair, actually. You could it's make any of the other characters women. But, like, uh, forced sexual tension in TV shows. I got a big bone with. All right, gang, that's it. That's uh, that's the end of Barry Bullock Hour 43. We will see you next time for 44. Yes. And by next time, we mean it's this time. We're going to keep drinking and keep talking. Um, but you won't get to hear any of that until next month. So until next month, we'll see you then. There's a reason I turned the microphone away from you. Was to stop to stop you stop you whistling like an old fashioned kettle.